Indian independent production company, yeah, just like our website reads. So what we do is we major into videography, photography, we do photo shoots, we but we're also very experiential storytellers, yeah? So okay. we're trying to document things. The storytelling is the bit that I came knowing at the back of my mind, actually. Yeah. So we would get onto projects with different people and we hope to achieve to tell their story. Okay. So that is like our purpose, okay. telling the story the African way. Yeah. Because we believe we don't want our own stories to just make yeah, sense yeah. if BBC is the one portraying them. Mm. Or if a white man is the one telling the story. Mm. So we focus now. Our goal is to focus on really actually telling the stories ourselves from within here okay, and so how we understand them. Please, I know. So are there instances where because uh, you're doing the recording and the production and all that, yeah. instances where you've had to sell your story to maybe bigger corporations, like let me say BBC or the bigger media houses in the country. So again, um, because we are experiential storytellers, mm. we are also very new in the in the industry. Yeah? Okay. So this was like more like passion or podcasting. Me and my colleague Kenneth was just podcasting. Yeah? Mm. <laughs> then we realized that we can actually make this a business. Yeah. Then now we're trying to have like the real sense of the business. Okay. So one of the projects we're jumping on, a few people are already big brands. Uh, we're, again, we're producing the biggest podcast in the country mm. that have hosts that are already bigger brands. We also ah. hope that we'll get, um, we're targeting Netflix since it's already in Africa. Oh, we're, yes. we're targeting all of those. Mm. But we shoot documentaries that are BBC standards that they can shoot to all those levels. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. Basically, for, for that, that's it. Now, for... For your other question on how we source guests that come to the podcast, mm. um, some of our people are friends. So it's again big conversations by ordinary people. Yeah. So ordinary, as ordinary as it gets is, whoever is ordinary can get on, yeah, get on the podcast. But I do not know if you're ordinary, but in the sense that you come to the podcast, I, am. I consider it as ordinary as possible. But also <laughs> Edward is uh, our good friend. Mm. So... He helps us in sourcing people he thinks, he believes that will give us good conversations, people he believes in. So he has constantly mentioned and spoke about you okay. in that sense. Yeah. So again, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. How much um, We'll start by letting you introduce yourself so we can know about you. Then we'll take the conversation from there. You, At least now you know a picture of me. What we are trying to do with the team, mm. yeah. Okay, um, I was actually telling, I was sharing Edward earlier. I was like, see, I love it when uh, young people actually come out of the comfort zone and try to push themselves to look for things that they can do and things that they actually love. Because one thing I believe about a business is it's not about the comfort of getting money at the end of the day, mm. but it's also the love that you have for it, eh? and. From what I see with people, people that I've, I've been able to surround myself with, or people, some of the people that are around me, who are actually gone out the out of out of the way to try and um, and do something for themselves, instead of sitting and waiting for eight a.m. to five p.m., it's really such a good thing. And yeah, so yeah, my name is uh, Immaculate Aquar, a young lady of thirty uh, something. Yes, I'm, um, I'm a tax consultant. I, um, as of uh, two years ago, I was employed with, with one of the top um, 
wood farmers. Wood farm in the country actually, and um, with a good pay, with a good salary, if I may say, a very mm-hmm. good salary. But uh, I just got tired. I got tired because I was working, yes, but uh, with work also comes the need to rest. And yeah. I was really exhausted at that time. I needed to rest, but <coughs> the pressure. It's not like I can't handle the pressure, but this was beyond. I needed time to rest, and then it wasn't really coming forth. I yes. reached that point where I was, I felt like I was almost bursting, if I may say. So I asked for leave, which was approved, but they played politics. You know, work always has politics. Anyway, workplaces have politics. Yeah. I think you have to beat the politics to get the politicians thrive. It's not like the smartest people or the people that actually do the actual work with my experience with workplaces. At times, the energy that all this comes with, it's not really worth it, really. Eh? So... I was really exhausted and I needed time to rest. So I decided to to put in my resignation, not knowing what I was going to do yet. But I just needed time to actually just rest and recoup. You took the risk of yes. you know what it means for for anyone to resign. To resign without an actual sense of what's next. That is what my father has to understand up to now. He still feels I'm gambling. <laughs> because that's what it actually looks but the whole life is a gamble in general to me yeah, but what does yeah. that really entail like how do you come about to such a decision because when you do not know what next life feels like and also if you've tested you said your job was good paying yes so if you've tested a good paying job mm. and then you think about the cons because <clears throat> jumping back to like unemployment mm. is hectic it's mm. mental draining it's all this stuff so how did you like really come? See, was it that bad that su- surprisingly when i resigned i just needed time to rest as i said so in my rest I actually got focus because for some reason i don't mean to brag or anything but mm. i'm a brand of its own and how do you mean how do you mean immaculate is a brand because the work i produce speaks for itself and my profession is a bit people tend to know each other so i actually got job offers from still part of the top farms, eh? yeah. I still got job offers, but I was still going through a process of recouping and resting. So in this case, do you have you assumed that maybe you're irreplaceable? No, when it comes to employment. Because there's someone that filled in what Machulate could produce and they're producing that kind of work right now. Well, yeah. they could have replaced me, yes, but they can't produce the kind of the quality work that I used to produce. They cannot. You are looking at yourself as a special yes. individual. Yes, because if I wasn't as special as I am, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have gone ahead to start my own company called Brooklyn Consults that, that does the same tax consultancy services. Ah, yes. I see. I so see I where this energy is coming. I see it, where actually. this energy is yeah, coming. Yeah, pushed me to it. So I just needed to get to get myself together first and rest. Yeah. And uh, when I was done with my period of resting, I I spoke to a few people who were close to me, and uh, they're like, you know what? You start this thing. You when do you know you need to rest from um, from employment? Because you see, the bubble is so big. Um. Mm. When you look at what would happen when you do not have the job, it's like because you run out of money and money is very important, yeah. Yes. So um, you don't have this source of income. I don't even know because we'll go into it how you really started your company now yes. after leaving a job. Yes. Uh, because it's then easier to actually run 
your side company if you have a bigger pool yeah mm-hmm. so the average ugandan millionaire mm-hmm. is living like that um they have a very good job and they have a few side businesses because you need sources of income mm-hmm. but then the fact that you had to leave a job to create a company is something commendable also at a very young age yes like you said yeah well for starters um when i decided to leave i didn't even know that i was going to go ahead and start my own i just left because i needed to have time to breathe yeah yes the so, work was hectic yes, the work was hectic. tell me about the audit work like what makes it hectic um, audit in there? Um, my specialty has been tax which is very different from uh, statutory audits because mm. um, audit it's more of uh, audit audit is kind of monotonous but tax has a lot of um, has a lot of uh, services to it because yeah. there is tax compliance then there is tax advisory and I happen to be good at both actually mm. I happen to be good at both things like transfer pricing transactional planning customs then post audit customs post audit clearances and yeah. it's, it's it's a wide range of services that is in is that is within the bracket of taxation services mm. and I happen to be good at at all so. Where was I? <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Sorry. So, yeah, so I happen to be an all-rounder. But of course, there is always where you feel your greater, you feel where you feel your strength is top-notch. And in this case, um, there, are, there are routine work that are done. And this, this, I should say, this is tax compliance. This is where you hear things of filing returns and so on. Mm. And then there are those one of transactions which happen to be the advisory bit. And this is where there's the big money. Yes. Compliance. compliance. So because you are very good at this skill, you had the confidence of just... It wasn't even it. the confidence as such. Mm. It wasn't. As I said, I needed to first rest. Yeah, the, the rest. Yes, but as in my rest, of course, I talked to I talked to people who are close to me. Yeah. And um, I mean, they came up with ideas. They said, I mean, you're good at this thing. Why don't you start your own? Eh? Why would Why would you want to go back to employment? Eh? Because as I said, I already had job offers actually, mm. like two. Then there's a third one that came along the way, but. When I tested that time of freedom of me resting, because I rested for a bit of, for around a month before, yeah. yeah. So when I tested that bit of freedom of, you know, I was like, you know what? Let me go and try to have something for myself other than going back again to employment. It's it was scary. I mean, it's scary because with employment you have the comf- I mean, you have the comfort of knowing at the end of the month someone is responsible for your pay. But when it comes to having your own business, mm. you're responsible for making sure that there is money at the end of it all. But when it comes to you being an employee to somebody else, eh, or you having an employer, all you have to do is execute the work. But you don't even have to go and look for the work itself. Yeah. Yes. So employment comes with the comfort and of knowing, I mean, you're going to be paid. Come what may, Mark will pay me. Because Mark is the one who has employed me. But then I have targets to meet, to hit. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You have targets to meet. But it also comes down to your JD, your job description also. True. Because at times, I mean, someone's, if you're, if you let me see, in, if you're in a senior level, mm. then um, your ta- I think your targets are way higher than somebody who is 
who is on a lower level. Yes. But when it comes to now running your own business, you're basically your own, your, your own boss. You manage your time, you manage your schedule. And that's where the hard work really is, yeah? Uh, when you say it like that, it seems like it's the soft work, but when you become your own boss, you're working from the usual 8 to 5 for someone, you're now working 24-7. You're thinking for the company, you're looking for prospects, you're, you're yes. setting up a team, yes. you're doing all this stuff. Yes. So it gets too complicated, too draining. And remember, you left a job, so I do not know, you probably are a minister's daughter and you have a big source of income on seated on our COVID money also because that's what our oh, ministers wow. do. But I wish, I, I wish. So <laughs> let me first cut it short. Yeah. Let me first cut it short. So it's not complicated. Why? Because at the end of it all, you're managing your own time. You're managing your own time. Eight to five, you're working on somebody's time. Uh, you know, the statements are, are, are direct. Yes, you're saying I'm working on somebody's time, but they're compensating for this time. Mm. But here... I am working on my time. Yes. But then it's not, I am not surviving. Know, how do you do then you, survive? How do you survive? Yeah. Savings, people around you. This, this is where, this is where, this is where actually you, you, you appreciate the value of um, social the capital. The, the, yes, social capital, the network eh, that mm. you keep around you. Because uh, I didn't live when I was broke. Of course, I, I had savings. Yeah. Yes. But and, and and it's not like uh, jobs kept coming like back then when I was still employed because mm. this is now a, a, this is a startup. It's a fresh start. Eh? I'm looking for clients and so who on. can trust of you? Course, uh, clients who can now trust yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, or I'm, you're stealing from clients then, from your previous then, employer because of I'm your skill. Stealing. I'm not stealing. Yeah. I'm not stealing. But there are always preferences. There are preferences. I mean, I've, see, I've, 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 I've worked for, I've worked, I've done work for you for over a period of time. Let me give you I an example. My execution, and I mean, if I part of you, the type, part of the reason as to why you are executing so better was because the farm was providing some of the necessary stuff for you of, to execute better. Of yeah. Course, so, of as, as, as the farm itself already had its own brand that was built after some time. Mm. So now this is me also saying, I mean. I've been I've been affiliated to this brand, but I can also do this now on my, my own. own. Yes. So the leads that came to you because of the farm now come to you independently because of your personal skill, but because of the farm. Part of them, part of them, because because you see, as you're working, you have a relationship with the clients. Mm. You have a relationship. You keep building this relationship. So because somebody has comfort in you. Even if, even if they got somebody to replace, because I mean, I was replaced. When I resigned, I was replaced. But if somebody calls me and they're like, immaculate, come and handle this, I'm not going to say no. Would you have felt better if the farm in the beginning had given you a stake? Would you have stayed? Because then there you would be also working for your own ownership. No, I wouldn't. Why? But it's important to have, um, what's better? Look at it this way. Having just 10% of a $1 billion company and having 90% of a uh, 500 million UGX company. The 500 like, million like your startup. Yeah. Yes. I'll but you have 10% stay. of it. A $100 billion company. I'd rather stay at this one, the 500 million, knowing it is my own. And I mean... Even the 10% stake, you see, we're looking at the weight of the number. 10% of a billion dollars mm-hmm. is way more than 
90% of But this has been in existence for how long? For some years now. This my small baby is just starting up and all I can say is I'm comfortable. It's a baby, it could grow up to be a drug yeah. dealer and not finish school and no, drop out of school. This school, please. Post COVID and we are still here standing, so it will finish school for sure. I mean, There's I'm, no guarantee. Look at our government. Ah, please. There's no guarantee for business survival. And well, are you a tax person? Well, from this individual, basically. So. <laughs> yeah, but you cannot operate like it's a vacuum. Idea. No, I think mm. I, the thing is, um, it all comes down to passion, really. Eh? It all comes down to passion. And um, from the from the from the few months I've been off employment, yeah. I've actually been able to refocus my mind. People want to drive very good cars. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we're looking at cars like G, G, GLEs, because that is one, that, that's something that I want to drive in the next few months, if I may say. Mm. I want to drive a Tesla. Oh, there's this guy, Musk. Yeah. Hey, we'll talk to him soon. <laughs> so, I mean, people want to drive all these cars, and we're looking at cars of like 500 million and above. Mm-hmm. Am I going to get this from employment? You can. Unless I'm going to be living loans. But then what's the guarantee that your startup is going to produce 500 million of, of profit for you to be able to afford to, af- to afford the 500 million car? Because of the... In zero, the next five years. No, because, you see, it's all about... Because for starters, I'm doing something I'm passionate about. Mm. And I'm doing something that, that is actually building me as a person. Eh? Mm. So, it's... And, and, and as an individual, I have a vision that I have for myself. Uh-huh, yeah. yes. But it's also bouncing on probability. <laughs> Let's look at the stats and thank God your statistics. I'm looking at... The stats. Uh, when you look at Uganda, um, very many people claim they're entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. The news always puts it out there. Mm-hmm. Ugandans are entrepreneurs and whatnot and whatnot, but how many businesses are thriving? And what businesses are looking at? They're looking at what? Cheek... Mama Pani, Asika Pana, Ovichi, and is successful, mm. taking a daughter through school, which mm. the system is also messed. Mm. So it's it's the pits, yeah? But then, so we have to look at such data yes, to true. get an informed decision of how fast yes. our own startups look like. Yes. I personally, with, with my team, and with even all the energy we have, mm. I still know that in the scope of the environment we're operating in, there is more failure than success yeah, of business. True, true. So we are operating on a probability where we would actually are more likely to fail to than fail. more likely mm. to succeed. Mm. Yeah. So, but we have to give it the energy and see how it goes. Be hopeful, like yeah. any other person. Yeah. So that is the thing. That is the safety employment. Now, for someone like you had such a job that would even pay them better. Mm. That is the safety that you get from employment that you cannot get from self-employment at any one time. Because, mm. look. It's so fucked up in our country that what it can take to end your business is a tweet up against the yeah, government. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So the probability is so big. Mm. It's it's crazy. Mm. Well, um, I'll speak for myself because mm. um, for such as I have I have a very big supporting system, if I may say. Um, to penetrate into the market wasn't something that I was able to do. Yeah, I, I, I had my own my own clients I used to do for. I had my own contacts that I worked for who have come through and mm. I've done work for them in my in Bukem Consult, which is now my company. But in the same way, in but I've also had people who have held my hand through this. And this happened to have been 
my former bosses actually. I've been employed by twice. Yes, two firms. Two firms. For the first one, I was trained out of out of campus. Then the one that I left recently mm. poached me from the other one. I don't mean to rub, but I was actually poached. Mm. So um, I happen to be in good terms with my bosses from both firms actually, and they also went ahead and started their own farm. Yes. Mm. Taxes basically, yeah? and. You know when you when you hang around gurus, you're like the next guru itself. Mm, so, doesn't work like that, but okay, that's yeah, sorry no, for another day. No, no, yeah. that's, no, because because these are people who have called me on assignments right now under my company. They have yeah. called me oh, and taken yeah. me on assignments. So it's a plus for you. Yes, your future because, is because because I mean they they know what I do. They appreciate what I do, and it's not like they have called me only once or twice, but they have kept on engaging me and engaging me. Much as I have my own. Clients that I get independent. Why should I file for taxes? Why should you? Yeah. Why should you? File for taxes. File for Tell taxes. Tell me about taxes. Okay. Tax. Mm. This is something that is a very... Right now, it's, the topic is coming into light. But it's something that hasn't been known to many. But tax has been there for years, really. Tax has been there for years. And among many things, tax is the way that um, a nation sustains, the government sustains the running of a nation. Basically. Yeah, but I'm already disappointed by the government. It's a well, shitty government. So why should I pay taxes? Why should you pay taxes? Why should I return it? Once, to have your conscience clean. Okay. I can handle that. If I have you can handle that. Clean, yeah. eh? Two, not to be caught offside of the road. Okay. Eh? And okay. then three, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. Mm-hmm. On the off chance that I can handle my conscience and I, I feel like giving to Caesar what belongs to Caesar if Caesar can't use that rightly is wrong because I am also in a world where I don't really I see that the difference between good and bad mm. is so small yeah. that most of this, because I was talking to one of the podcasts, one of the most interesting things I learned from Eddie mm-hmm. was that he said in his own theory, mm-hmm. in most how feminism came, came about was because they wanted to start taxing females, according to what he believed in <laughs> and what he understood. Okay. So, but it, it, it made a lot of sense to me. Yeah, but by then it made sense because they were home and what, and, and, and the system suggested, you know what, we needed to make more money. And you know what, uh, the patriarchy is letting the females stay home, take care of their husbands and do all these other things that are actually really important that mm-hmm. people need to survive with. Mm-hmm. But let's tell them, let's tell them the empowerment lie and they go to the streets to shout that we want to work for ourselves and everything so we can also tax them, mm-hmm. so we can have to collect more, more money, money for ourselves. Them. That's the theory behind it, and it's... That is new to me, actually. I'll read more later. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, it's, it's interesting. It's just money that just gets lost. You, it's like money I have to throw away from my business, too. I, I know. I, you I, talked I, about something of balancing between expenses, and mm. just talk me more about that. Like, I want to understand why I should really pay taxes, besides the conscience, the government, mm. and, like... Where does it help my business to file my returns? 
Where does it Because you see, at the end of it, when you're running a business, you want to know whether you're actually making profits or you're operating in a loss position. Eh? Mm. And um, to make pro- to know whether you whether you, which side you lie or you fall on, you're actually going to look at your sales, which is basically the revenue, and you're going to net off the expenses. Eh? And what you have is going to be either negative, which will be you being in a loss position, or mm. a positive, which means you're in a profit position. Yes, because either way, as much as you're selling, you yeah. are incurring expenses. True. Okay? And um, you're incurring expenses, but which people are you dealing with? Eh? What sort of people are you dealing with? Much as you're selling, which people are you selling to as well? Eh? You could be selling to let me see the informal people. The as we, as as we mentioned earlier, the black people, the black market people, mm. or you may be selling to the ones who are not on the black market. Oh, you could be buying, purchasing, from both sides as well. Eh? So how how this appears in your books? How you're going to net? How you're going to net off at the end of it all? Eh? Mm. Will also be dependent on how you how you keep your expenditures. And your exp- and your revenues also. I agree. Now look for an example. Like I have um a, a business, mm. a sumbusa business. Okay. Uh, but I've grown my market base so big that it can support two of my children to go to school. Mm. Uh, from that sumbusa business, I've managed to also put maybe the bindazi or blah 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 snacks, mm. small snacks. Mm. My customers come, I give them, I buy things from the market. I can I take my children to school. I can't pay my rent. I can't survive really, mm. and it's working for me. Mm. All I have to do is to just get the same concept I'm doing from Chisasi to do it from Perere to mm. do it from another place. Probably put a girl and try and make as much money. What's why should I make my then my business so attractive for the bank so that there's URA trying to see every transaction I make so they can make money because off me telling them that okay, I'm making you money. You see, you may not tell them, but they will find you. How are they going to find you? You see, of late, uh, before, 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 have you heard of what they call EFRIS? No. No, what's that? EFRIS is electronic fiscal documentation. So basically, whatever transactions you do, you already get to get the notification of it for now. Mm. But before, before EFRIS, you remember Chikubo? Mm. Back in the day was not to be very informal. People didn't have proper books and so on and so forth. And before we knew it, URA was knocking the doors of Chikubo people. I think you had a, you had something around that time. Mm. And before we know it, Chikubo guys are trying to put, are actually making things now. Um, formally, they're formalizing their businesses and so on. And right now, with what EFRIS is, EFRIS basically, um, for every transaction that you can let it be a sale or a purchase, yeah, you it's that like for instance you're doing your so you have your sumbusa business you're mm. going to buy your baking flour yeah you're going to buy your baking flour from a wholesale place and this wholesale place has is registered for tin and taxes and so on with this new effort with efforts now every sale that they have in the system is recorded. And URA gets a notification of it. Mm. Eh? And before you know it, they have maybe withheld taxes at 6% on whatever you've sold or whatever they've sold to you. And somehow it's going to trace back to you. So that is where we're headed right now. Mm. How far are you going to run? I don't know. But all I can, all I can tell you is it's better to plan 
to tax plan accordingly other than being called no like my, like that same sumosa business how do i then get in someone like you to really get me to uh, the challenge the challenge that is there right now is there are so many street smart people really yeah someone comes and claims i know tax i know tax i know tax but uh, at the end of the financial year URM will require you to file returns but it doesn't stop at that so how how so the tax planning bit comes on how a tax expert like myself will now understand the transaction that you want to incur and then plan accordingly and I mean help you plan accordingly to see how you can how you how to spend and then how to go about the taxes that will come what taxes actually it's more of making you know what taxes you're going to be exposed or what taxes you're going to be exposed to and this is basically more about uh, what I used to what I usually tell my clients is uh, every transaction you incur actually has a tax implication mm. even the jibu that you just bought mm. you know there are taxes that you just bought I mean you just paid somehow somewhere so it's better to know it's better to know what you're getting into yeah. other than going there and then the after effects come afterwards and and when they come afterwards, at times it's really too late. This is where you hear of things like assessments of like five hundred million or one billion, and then yeah. But like, then how come the richest people in the world don't even pay their taxes? Because they plan according. They plan well. They how do, do I plan tax not to... They do proper tax planning. How does someone proper tax plan? That is, I want one. I want to proper tax plan. Well, the rich people mm-hmm. before they go and car- and do and carry out a transaction, they first go. They first look at. Uh, the possibilities they weigh out yeah. if i do this how is this going to play out if i do this how is this going? just like uh, if you plan to go and buy land you're not just going to go blindly and buy land you're going to go and do research on it well that is the same thing that comes basically it's the same thing that happens when it comes to tax planning you're looking at uh, the possible outcomes the possibilities of what would happen if you take this route or you take that route if you do this yeah so you first weigh the transaction that you want to incur, and then you dive in. It's good for you, mm. depending on what depending on what you look through anyway. Okay, interesting. What is that one thing you value that other people don't value? Integrity. Integrity. Yeah. Why? Cause I I love. I love my peace and I don't want to be in a place where I'm being questioned. You think other people don't value their peace? I think quite enough. I don't know, people are different, but mm. personally, I've, I'm like, you see, do the right thing and do the right thing and let the rest just handle themselves. I mean, if, if I do the right thing, I'm not going to be questioning myself. I mean, what is the right thing? Happened, all this happened, all this happened. How do you know the right thing? Because um, there's this interesting book I read. It's called The Scots Mindset. Mm. It's a book, I think. It's Stephen Pinker. No, it's not. But because there's so much that can block the right thing, the actual right, there's so much information you can get that can obstruct you from the actual right thing. Mm. And we live in a world of facets that there's so much that can blind you from the truth. Mm. So telling truth from wrong has becoming increasingly it's very, yeah, it's very vague it's very vague but i have to give thanks to my parents actually because <laughs> for some reason um when i don't feel at peace with something yeah, then 
when if I feel it's disturbing me, I'll pause it a little bit. Mm. I'll pause. There was there was an assignment I was handling during that time when I actually got so exhausted before I resigned from yeah. employment. And it was a high risk assignment. It involved traveling and being escorted by police guys and it was that high risk. I will not mention it for no, of course, yeah. definitely. Yeah, so it involved a lot of moving and then having escorts with you. Because yeah. the people we're dealing with are people who, salim, salim. Know who sent you here. Yeah? True. But I mean at the end of it all we had to produce results. But um, because it was a tax audit assignment, because eh? we were trying to see how much leakages, tax leakages are happening here mm. and there, I was cornered by one, not one, but some of these guys. Yeah. And um, they were offering me money to try and alter my findings. I, I prayed about it. I went to somebody who I hold spiritually high. I shared this with him. He told me, if you must eat a frog, make sure you eat a big one. So, I went back also. I met this person. I told this person, you want me to do this, you give me this. He couldn't match up. I mean, if you want me to help you with something, give me something to work with. Eh? But because I knew you also couldn't handle that. But in the case that they could handle that, you'd get compromised. There is no way he could be. There is no way. I mean, there is a way. There is a way you come up. Was with. this your most polite way of saying no? Because you had made yes. up your mind to saying no. Yes. So you looked for a politer way of, you know, exactly. Yeah. So you see, at the end of it all, when you're doing these things, you should also apply some wisdom in it, because mm. you don't know who you're dealing with, eh? Because you don't know who you're dealing with, because some of these things are really high risk. Mm. Eh? You're, you're working with somebody you, I mean you're meeting the CEOs and so on it's somebody's business eh? so just know that whatever you're advising this person to do is what they'll go with and they believe in you they believe in whatever you're saying so you give, make sure you give them what is right which is not something that you're going to find with most of these street smart people because they'll come and tell you something chap chap and, eh? what do you mean street smart people because you see street smart is still I mean, um, the, ind- the tax professional industry is quite crowded at the moment, eh? but uh, not everybody is as good as they may seem to be. Eh? What makes the distinction? Is it like skill? Is it like God's blessing? The skills itself do matter. The skills itself, the skills. And where, where, where the taxpayers or where the clients get it wrong is uh, they want to do something, they want something that is cost-effective. Mm. Yeah? And they want something cost-effective. And um, of course, this is where professionals like us now get a bit of a challenge. Because uh, for starters, we are competing with uh, the top-notch people who have been in the field for quite for some years. And then we also have these other people who... Who are here for for the money? I mean, if you tell them, I'll, if if they say if you say you have this much, you as a client, and for them they feel, I mean, they will go with that. So we 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 find ourselves in a place where we are trying to balance and stay afloat, where we have the top guys, the top guns in this thing, and then these people also who make the profession seem so easy. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So for you as you imagine what then inspires you? from such a sinful world to really come out with this integrity 
to stand out, to, to become the distinction? Well, for starters, I'm a Christian. Okay. And, uh, and then um, and I, I have that is supposed to be supposed to mean if you're Christian, you're a good person. No, 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 no. I just had to say it there. And then uh, I have I, I, I happen to have dealt with uh, with bosses who showed me the right way, not the crooked way of doing things. Because uh, where I was working, we do things the right way. If you want to do things otherwise, mm. would let you go. My boss then would let you go. It's like what you is know, doing things the right way? Because you see, you see not like in the creative space. Yeah, because you see, um, you have to clients, you to make destructions. Yeah, because you see, clients have this thing of where they believe, um, if you can't do this for me, I can go and talk to the commissioner and get this thing done. Eh? But you see, there is um, there is a proper route to go to. Even if you go to the commissioner, he's going to tell you take you to their boys, and their boys will going to, are going to want something. Eh? Mm. Eh? So why not do things the right way here instead of you going running behind? Because at the end of it all, where I am, where you find me, I'm still dealing with these people. I also know the commissioner, or I also deal with the commissioner. But because the boys do the groundwork, or these people here do yeah. the groundwork, and when you go to the commissioner, they are still going to send you to the same people to do the work. So whose time have you wasted, really, other than your own time and your resources? Interesting. But that is, you've just, just given me one of those things, you're Christian. That... Mm. Oh, yes. Mm. And then, yeah, I was saying, um, I happen to have been trained by some of the best people who have actually showed me their, their rights. So the training. Yes. I'm blessed to have been trained by what some What informs the... your perspective of the right way to do things? Because I don't really think there's a right way to do things with how, with just with everything. Mm. Like these um, people usually used to think you finish school, go to campus, mm. um, get a good job, get mm. married, have children, mm. die. Mm. Okay. Well, now uh, we have dropouts that you can get things without just following that. I know. Line. That's the yeah, thing. I know. Well, um, the right way, because um, now this is in regards to the tax profession that I'm well advanced with. So, tax itself is governed by the domestic tax law. Mm. So the right way to do things is to follow the laws in this act. You follow that. But of course, laws have loopholes. So you find a way of beating the loopholes. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about Christianity, yeah? Do you really feel like this is it for you? Your what? Christianity doesn't inform your being. Why are you Christian? Because I believe in the supernatural being, God. I believe Jesus Christ died for my sins and resurrected for my sake. And that's enough for you to live for another day. I believe in that. Yes. How does that, how does being Christian help you as an individual? Um, Why should it be something that, you know what, I'm Christian and it should matter. What's the difference between you and, let's say I don't believe in God. Mm. What would be the difference? If so if you don't believe in God, what do you believe in? I don't have to believe in anything. I believe in being a decent human being. So in informed so, by so, treating not any okay. other people. Good so, or bad. Yeah. so so in case in case you are cornered and le, okay, let me say there is a scenario where let me say you are cornered and you needed some help. Oh some okay, at the end of it all, you don't believe in God, but there is something that you do believe in. What would that be? Treating my next neighbor as the better person. 
Eh? Treating the, the, the next exactly. thing Exactly. That, like that is all Christianity. I mean, loving your neighbor, treating people right. I mean, that is all Christianity. I mean, that is all Christianity. I don't, I don't, and I don't have to write it everywhere that I'm a Christian, but just knowing that, knowing, knowing that I'm doing something right for somebody else. Isn't it just like, like just, a name? A name. And then uh, sort of. Yeah, like how. So you, you, it's you just a title. You, you could call it that, but you see, I think also these things come with um, the degree itself. Eh? It also comes with the degree. Because I haven't. Right now, I'm fine where I am because at least I know I'm doing things to try to change lives here and there. Eh? I'm trying. I, I try to make sure that I'm better tomorrow. I try to make sure that Mark is okay tomorrow, tomorrow or today. I try to help out as and where I can. Mm. And I believe this is all because I mean, there's this supernatural being up there who overlooks us all. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> it probably does to the Rel- people that have. No, religion is something really big. It's not something that you can go. Uh, people and always, yeah, that, just the concept of. God is a concept that is so big mm. and also we cannot ignore the fact that it's so vague mm. because there are very many questions to it. Yeah, true. Yeah? Mm. The, the, you, it's, and it's also very interesting to learn that in the information that the superpower really provided for, 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 for the mortals like us, he gives us the, the permission to mm question everything mm. Mm. including his own existence yeah so i really feel like the genius of the world are those people that have questioned his existence mm. and come to a conclusion that maybe it's not it's not there but you see at the end of it all it's all personal belief or not belief it all comes to to you personally. do you think your christianity has gotten you somewhere in life or because you remember you're a smart person mm. yeah yes because at the end of it all when i wake up in the in the morning i first pray to god so when your I, prayers help you throughout the day. Before because you to pray sleep. today morning that no, you no, didn't no. get I'm enough. just telling you what I practice. Mm. That what what I practice that has actually kept me going and pushing. Right? I mean, before I go to sleep, I'm going to say a prayer, and it's, I'm not saying it because, uh, uh, but I'm saying it because I know there is somebody upstairs there who is listening. Yes. Um. Before you went on the podcast, you talked about converting to mm. Christianity and mm. how I'm supposed to be attached to a church. Mm. That doesn't even make sense. It's, it's not a church as such, mm. but it's um, having somebody you are accountable to. Why should I have a um, human being? And every no other person man is, is an human. island, please. But I cannot be accountable to a fellow human being, let alone someone that there is, is not somebody, my parent, there is someone some, who really no, put me on. There is somebody, you see, there is also your parent who, you, as you say, Probably I should be, but yes. I don't even think I should For some be reason, you're, but I mean, if, from what I understand, if you decide to take on the Christianity journey, eh, mm. there is somebody who understands this as a new convert, your baby, basically. So there is somebody who wants to give you the parenthood of, of the journey. Yes, exactly. And it's but we are in a world of internet and can't I learn my Bible from the YouTube and just you know what go to church. And how much YouTube are you going to watch? How many everything people? is on YouTube. So so everything tutorial from beginner level to A level. Like I don't have to be attached to another individual to like guide me. I can if it's about you know the what? information and the guidance, <laughs> that's what I could get. You try that, then you'll see where you end. You're going to confuse your mind with each and everything. It's better to I mean, if you but have questions, even if all you these have questions, Christian you... churches coming up confuse mm. 
people's minds. People do not know where they should be. They, but even with all the bullshit that sometimes we see that they showcase, mm. we still let them pass. Mm. And also, if we just to, of course, I, and I don't want to be like those Christians who just pick what mm. they want, need mm. to pick from the Bible. Mm. So I don't want to say that. You see, the Bible also has all, always preached about false prophets and whatnot. Mm. So being attached to like a church is, is for lack of a better word, delusional. To me. Uh, uh, me, for me, I'll not go with the church bit as it is. To someone, but actually, see, yeah, like to someone, to like a see, pastor, see, a spiritual you need, leader. You need, you need the church because you need people to fellowship with. You need people to fellowship with. You need, but I'm talking about uh, discipleship. Mm. Eh? You see, Jesus also had disciples. Eh? He discipled people. So you, as a new convert, you need somebody to disciple you into this thing that you're experiencing right now, which is not something that you can do on your own. You need somebody who is higher. You need somebody who has been in this thing. Somebody who understands this more than you do. Do people, are there people who like do this whole religion thing alone and succeed or it has to do with someone? Because you see, if I can uh, battle up um, school do life alone, mm. fumble, fumble through, even orphans get through stuff and still <laughs> achieve. So mm. really, that disciples thing, thing, I, there's so much information. I can I pick on crap. I haven't, I haven't had that much exposure with somebody doing this whole disciple thing alone. Eh? I don't have much exposure in that and I won't lie to you that I know. Mm. But at least someone needs direction in one way or the other. And you can't, you're not going to get direction when you're picking information from all sorts of corners. You need direction. Yeah. Straight up direction. What do you believe in? What do I believe in? Yeah. In terms of what? Life. What defends your life? Oh, wow, that's huge. It's huge. <laughs> that is huge. Life. What defines my life? A life of happiness or fulfillment. Hmm? a life of fulfillment and I feel I feel I need to live a purposeful life the purpose I'm still on the journey there but I I feel I need to live a purposeful life for sure and um, what is a purpose how do you how do you when what's you feel, your purpose when you feel you, what do you think is your purpose when I'm content when I feel I'm contented with something mm. I feel I'm being purposeful like um at a time, okay, not at times, but I do put out some money and mm. I, I go and help the needy. I feel content with that. I do get time and go and sit with some kids in the orphanage. And you feel content with that? Yes. So the other time I asked, what is that one thing you value and you think other people don't? But then I was supposed to ask, what is? Not like there's a script, mm. but in my head has just brought up this question of, what is that one thing? people value that you don't money you don't value money no, i value like... money no not money just money <laughs> you, no yeah but you actually that could be right because you left a high paying job you just said you left a high paying audit firm no, too that's money I, I do value money but to a certain degree anyway but yeah, to what degree I what do you say, mean to I like can a say money degree? i can say money because uh, you see for the past two years um, a lot has changed actually because for starters I used to have a lot of friends around me I don't know whether it's because I also had the whole because I used to have money mm. 
What I used to have money because I you're see. not like on a phone. No, no, because because right now, right now, I'm not doing badly off, but at least the because I'm I'm trying to build a business. So building a business comes with things like cutting your expenses. I mean, you don't gratify yourself all the time. Eh? Mm. I mean, I'm the kind of person who one of the things I would love to do when I get my salary is to go buy some new shoes, bag, and you know. But now, Feel comfortable. Yes, I mean. I'll get excited when I see a new pair of heels in my closet. Even if I'm not wearing it tomorrow, but at least I'm happy. I'm like, oh, wow. that would make me feel good. But uh, having having your own business makes you check on some of these things. You don't go and self gratify yourself all the time, okay? You have to check. You have to check on your expenses because before you know it, you'll be running broke or you'll run the business down because. So I've I've had to to cut down on my expenses and um, for a few people I mean I don't know because with money also comes false false friendship mm. you know that and I've been able to check that and I'm grateful by the way because um, I'm the kind of person who I believed so much in friends and um, if you came to me Mark and you said you needed money and I had it. I would give it to you without even thinking twice. To the extent of... That's in the perfect world. Okay, I assumed I was in the perfect world anyway. I have a friend who actually came to me. This is an ex... This is... She's not my friend anymore anyway. Because we fell out. So of the she, money. Over, she came to me. She needed help. Mm. And this was around the time when I was transitioning from, from employment to, to business. Business ownership. Yes. And um, it's not like I... She came to me. I, I didn't have the money then. She went ahead and actually got money lenders, and she asked me to stand in for us. Sure did. I oh. put up, I put up my car. A few months down the road, was she anywhere to be seen? So no. they took your car. They took my car. I had to pay up for this, but you see, with this whole transitioning, with this whole, it has it has made me realize who my real people are actually, who to keep around me, who. I should give more of my time. I mean, it has given me a reality check as it is. Mm. Yeah. Now, as uh, someone, you also said you have transitioned into studying law. Yes. Uh, what do you think about legalization of marijuana over like tobacco? Because tobacco is legal and marijuana is not. But then. I think it would be a good thing to legalize it because, you see, I'm, I'm, I'm more into natural things other than having things which are processed i mean if you legalize marijuana people can yeah but also with the tobacco the taxing works again it also comes to you back as a taxing part because ideally in the ideal world we are only dealing with the effects of smoking because cigarettes are on the market mm. cigarettes are on the market because governments have to collect taxes mm. now now, like in New Zealand, yeah, they're they're implementing no smoking policies. Mm. They're also reducing the amount of nicotine in a cigarette. Mm. They're also making cigarettes extremely very expensive. Each cigarette is like at four thousand shillings. Mm. However, it's of course it's going to take the transition is going to take some time. They're accounting for people who are already addicted yeah. and what. Mm. However, it's that is just New Zealand, and you probably don't even know why it is on the map. 
you don't give a fuck about the I country. Know what New is. You, you don't know anything about it. Please, I'm a bit troubled. So yeah, oh no, for, forget forget the country. Like now, I'm saying uh, any other person. Like it's mm. it's just New Zealand. No one gives cares about I mean, it. Mm, that's New Zealand. So mm. it's just those countries that can do that. But mm. when you look at countries that set the standard, like let's say the United States, mm. they benefit a lot from creating all these things that again are going to the bad, mm. but because mm-hmm. people collect, collect taxes from the government mm. and people like you have to get paid, that is why the rest of the humanity has to suffer mm. the loss. Mm. So for you, what do you think about that in general? The, the fact that, that all these bad things are there because we, because of the taxes. I see. Uh, are, are, are we still on the tobacco or the marijuana now? What do you think about any? It's, it's really both okay. conversation. Now, when I look at things like um, marijuana, I mean tobacco, <laughs> then I look at things like alcohol and what, these are all luxurious things. Hmm? Go for it if you must. But if you can live without it, don't go for it. Okay. If you look at things but like, then you see... if you look at things like guns and so on, go for it if you must. If you must go for war, go for it. But if you shouldn't, then why should you? For protection, that I cannot guarantee that the next that guy that is going to walk into that door is wishes me well. So <laughs> I, I know. Feel... I know. Anyway, as I was saying, for personally in my in my eyes, I look at things like um, tobacco, smoking, and all that. I look at them like luxury. Okay? But if I can do without it, of which I can do without, why would I even waste my time? Let me stay in my lane here. Let those who can do it go for it how they'll deal with the repercussions and so on, it's upon them. I mean, some, some things are really expensive for a reason. Mm. Yeah. So anyway, why have you gone back to study the law? And what's with you <laughs> and studying and studying and studying until... I believe in self-improvement. Mm. Um, I've, during my whole time from when I left campus, I've always done, um, tried to study one thing or the other. Yeah, I've done certificates, I've done uh, diplomas, because mm. I don't only have one degree. I have uh, diplomas, I have um, some certificates, still in my line of profession anyway. So I'm doing law, because um, for starters, <laughs> okay, not for starters, it's still for my, to build for my own good. And then, um, going to be like it, Kim it's, it's, it's going to give me a more, I feel, I feel like competitively, it will give me a more competitive edge also. And, mm. um, I also happen to associate a lot with with lawyers and so on, and I tend so to you felt like you you could fit in. I already fit in, but as I said, it's I'm somebody who has always done self improvement for myself, reading books here and there. So it's something that I'm not doing because I feel I need to fit in or what, but it's for my own self improvement also. But these are just now, by the way, because yeah. people have always mistaken me to be counsel. I'm like, no, please, I'm a statistician, I'm a mathematician. So, but you wanted to feel it. And to just fulfill their dream that you know that is what you're thinking but no this is just me improving myself because i've always believed in in that okay and 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 my 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 mentor Mm. happens to be an educationist and before i decide on doing something i actually first run to him how does mentorship work um for me how does it work like just why why should i have a mentor 
because you need to make sure that you're doing the right thing. You need and to... how do I really know a good mentor? How do you know? How a do good I choose mentor? a mentor? Am I have? like, what's the importance? What's actually? What I didn't I choose him. I think he chose me. Okay. <laughs> I th- for some reason, do, I think he chose me. How does a mentor choose me? I think he chose me because um, this is this is somebody I met. Um, I met years back. I used to party eh, a lot. <laughs> I used to party a lot. So I met him when I was just I was just finishing campus. Mm. And truth is, I didn't know what next really. So when I met him, he kind he knew my family in a way. And then I think he also knew the people that I was hanging around with. And this is somebody who is into career guidance and all that. Eh? Yeah. So he's like Mm. so we kept talking after that we kept talking he would meet me so he would be like you're a very bright girl and you're from a very bright family but there is something that is not right with the people that you keep around you and as things play out the the same people actually have either played me one day one way or the other and but you've always been the jesus you've always been the good person among the superiors i try i try, I try to make i try to make things better for people yeah and you're just disappointed by them in this case. Yeah, but that's life. And you picked from your mentor on dropping these people. Yes. So, okay, that's interesting. Mentorship. I don't think personally I would take like... Of course I have mentors. I I, I, I pick from the biggest of people. There's the somebody you actually admire. Because I do admire this person. I admire a lot of people. Because mm. a lot of people do a lot of great things. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, mm. a lot of people do a lot of great different stuff. Yeah, there's true. a guy in in my line of field. There's a guy that there's probably a photographer I like. If I like photography, if mm. I'm into photography, mm. there's probably a guy, a business guy, mm. um, because of how they negotiate their deals. Yes. But there's probably another yes. business guy I like you because of how they're doing yeah. real estate. Yeah. So, uh, but okay. like to have like one specific person and he's okay. He's he's been the main person there, but I've had people that I've had to pick things from because yeah. I haven't twenty. I mean, he has mentored me, yes, but I haven't really worked with him as such. So I've had to work with people mm. in my profession, and I've learned a lot of things from the peop- other people that I've really worked with. But when it comes to my career and personal growth, he's been that person. Interesting. So as we conclude this conversation, mm. what legacy are you trying to leave behind? Oh, wow. Well. <laughs> um, I want people to know that um, at the end of it all, you do the right thing. Uh, try to do the right thing. I mean, people want to do things ASAP, chop, chop. But it's good to get rich quick. Yeah. Mm. But how are you doing it also? Is that matters. I mean I don't mean I don't I don't mean to question how people do their things, yeah. but I'm doing it in my, my kind of way. I mean, I don't want to get do something and then at the end of it at the end of it all I can't sleep or I can't eat food because I'm thinking about this thing that is giving me keeping me restless and so on. So um my kind of my kind of way of doing things is to try and make sure that at the end of it all I'm at peace with everything that I do. All it right. doesn't keep me restless. Okay. Mm. Thank you, Marshallette. Do you have anything you think we've skipped out without talking about? No. Okay. Thank you for coming to the podcast. Thank this you has for been such an interesting conversation. Thank Definitely you. have you again. Thank you. By the way, before I forget, yeah. I, have, I, have a, I have a friend who once told me my honesty will, take, will, will get me in trouble. And I think 
it has been able to get me in trouble on so many things by the way yeah so honesty at time i mean honesty yes people take advantage of that but at the end of it all it's it's you being you basically True. so you be you I the agree. rest will follow i agree totally like people have to just be themselves man yeah. you, you can't be someone else yeah you can't try to do anything else mm. that's you also believe in fate yeah i do and luck do you think you're where you are because you're lucky no yes i don't know <laughs> nice <laughs> find out <laughs>